Philips is focused on innovation to improve the health and well-being of people. Our devices and device-agnostic informatics solutions can scale across your enterprise to help care teams diagnose, treat, and manage patients with accuracy, speed, and confidence. By connecting the digital patient story, physicians and clinicians have intelligence for decision-making in the moment and insight to see beyond. It's our privilege to partner with you to care for the carers and to improve the lives of the people and patients they serve. Philips, innovation and you. This is Kate Cruz recording live at the 8th Annual Becker's HIT Digital Health and RCM Conference in Chicago. I'm with Tisha Montgomery. Tisha, to get us started, can you share a bit about yourself, your role and organization? Absolutely. I have come full circle in healthcare. <laughs> My role right now is the Senior Vice President um, for System Patient Access at Houston Methodist. And I say I come full circle, um, and I'll, you, you'll see as I go down my career journey a little bit. Um, I'm a nurse, so I'm a nurse by background. I actually started working um, in the hospitals at a cancer hospital. I was a PCA, I was a unit clerk, did all of that, and um, ended up going to grad school for my MHA. And from there, went to Mayo Clinic. And I was there 11 years in a variety of administrative capacities. But one of those assignments at Mayo Clinic was patient access. And um, didn't realize it at the time, but it was certainly preparing me for the role I'm in today. Um, so I relocated from Minnesota to Houston in 2014 and oversaw um, operations for a large um, ACO and physician network for about four years before transitioning to Houston Methodist in 2018. Um, when I first came to Houston Methodist, I was the vice president of operations and patient access for the physician organization. We have roughly 1,400 employed providers. That's a mix of physicians and APPs, about 1,000 physicians, and then the rest APPs. It's a pretty large footprint. You know, we have over 250 clinics, see 2 million uh, visits per year, um, and soon to be nine hospitals across our, our system. So we are, we are um, strategically placed throughout Houston, um, but like I tell others, Houston is the size of some states. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to drive across Texas, I've gone nor north to south, and that is like driving through yes, three states. Yeah, everything's big. Everything's big in yep, Texas. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I am so excited to learn more. That's an incredible career journey, and I can't wait to dive into more about how you know you've used technology to kind of increase patient access and all of that. So, when you think of digital digital innovation in healthcare right now, what is exciting you the most? So, what's exciting me about digital technology and innovation in healthcare is being able to implement something to really make the experience better for our patients. That's what excites me. I, you know, we talk a lot about convenience and, um, you know, how we have it in every other aspect of our life. And healthcare has seemed to lag behind everything else. And I was uh, recently doing some research on this. And according to um, NRC Health, eight out of 10 patients said that they would leave their providers based on convenience factors alone, just convenience. Mm -hmm. So it's exciting to me um, to be able to leverage digital technology and really make that whole patient experience journey from front to end before they even step inside our doors. Um, how do we make that seamless for our patients all the way through and um, better coordinate care? 
Yeah, absolutely. That will be very interesting to figure out. <laughs> um, so at your organization, what are some top priorities for technology? What are the big issues that you're using it to try and solve? Yes, we have a lot of a lot of initiatives around digital technology and innovation. So, you know, at Houston Methodist, we do have our Center for Innovation. And uh, the group is known as DIOP, D-I-O-P, which stands for Digital Innovation Obsessed People. <laughs> <laughs> That's an acronym I didn't expect to hear today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's a unique mixture of both operators and innovators. And so... Uh, you know, it's it's innovation is not just a separate group that's off to the side. You know, it's a part of what we have to do even as operators. Mm -hmm. And so we have hospital leadership in the room. We have physician organization leadership. We have access. We have RevCycle, HR, marketing, you name it, all coming together, even legal in the room, all coming together um, to, to um, strategize on digital technologies and solutions. So some of the um, exciting initiatives that we have going on right now, there is a lot happening in the inpatient side of the house with um, virtual care, whether that's with uh, virtual nursing, you know, and being able to make the, um, the nursing staff more efficient in the hospitals with virtual discharge and admissions and really expanding the virtual space. We've already had a virtual on the outpatient side of the house. So being able to now offer that 24 by seven. Um, there's also um, great technology with remote monitoring and bio buttons that are being rolled out that will monitor uh, certain uh, vitals on an hourly basis. And um, eventually that, that's still very early, you know, but eventually you think about the number of times patients are interrupted, right? Oh, throughout yeah. the night with vital checks or what have you. And uh, then we're also doing a lot in the access space and our digital front doors. And so really enhancing how patients can enter our systems easily, um, you know, really, you know, I would say trying to reimagine, you know, how patients can seamlessly schedule online um, without a lot of, you know, barriers. Um, also on the back end of the appointment, you go in to be seen and you get referred to another specialty. So now we're leveraging technology that once that order is placed, you'll get a text message and you're able to schedule your appointment right then and there for your referral. So you're getting notified before you even leave and you're able to choose, you know, what provider you want to see across our sites, across all locations and pick what fits you. And uh, we just rolled that out with an orthopedics and we're getting ready to continue to expand that. Um, so those are um, just a couple of examples of some of the things that we have going on in our organization. I imagine that the response to that has been mostly positive. What are like specific things that you have noticed that people have really benefited from with that? So I would say, you know, the, the well, a, a couple of things, and you can look at benefits both from an internal, from a staffing standpoint, also um, benefits to the patient. So, you know, on the inpatient side of the house, you know, the benefits are, you know, we've, we've had such a nursing shortage, you know, it's hard to keep up with yes. the number of nurses. And so you have to be creative. You, you have to put something in place because the reality is the shortage is going to continue. And so, you know, seeing that, that benefit, um, you know, from an internal staffing standpoint, and then I would say also, you know, from a patient standpoint, the benefits of ease, you know, so when you think about, you know, leaving your appointment and checking out, you know, you know, you need to do something else next. And if you don't get a trigger, you don't get a notification, or if you have to call two or three different places, or you have 50 different phone numbers that you try to call and remember, that's frustrating for patients. 
And, and so I would say the benefit on the patient side, again, is that convenience. Absolutely. Thanks for tolerating my bonus question. <laughs> um, so when I, one of your previous answers, you mentioned how, you know, for this innovation, you're bringing all players into the room, all of the leaders that you can. Um, what is your, you know, if you had a microphone in that room, what is your advice to those leaders when, you know, regarding digital innovation? So I would say, our, you know, the advice that I would give is not to be afraid to try something and not to be afraid to, to fail at it, revamp it and try it again. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times when we think of innovation, uh, sometimes it's easy to overcomplicate it and we try to fix the world versus let's focus in on a problem and how can we fix this one problem really well. And, um, and while we're fixing this one problem, we can also be looking at two or three other things at the same time and fixing those really well. And so just not being afraid to try it, pilot it. You have to be nimble um, and, you know, learn from it and just make sure as you're preparing to launch the digital technology, make sure you understand what, what's the purpose. What are you actually trying to solve so that then you can then show an ROI at the end of the day? What's the return? And obviously, we, we always think about the financials when we talk about ROI, but then there's also return in, in terms of patient satisfaction and retaining patients and attracting new what have you. So there's a lots of different ROIs that, um, that you can attach to successful implementations. Yeah, absolutely. So looking into the future, you know, three, five years from now, what do you think will be some of the most significant changes in healthcare delivery? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> loaded question. Loaded question. So that is a loaded question. I say wow to that, you know, because, you know, I think where we're at now, um, you know, kind of use this analogy, um, the Flintstones versus the Jetsons. I'm telling my age here, right? I'm telling my age. <laughs> hey, I know what they are. Okay. So. Okay. Thank you. But I remember watching those cartoons as a kid and you see the Jetsons and, you know, they were doing video visits back then, right? They did have remote work from home back then. You know, they were doing all of the things that we're trying to implement right now with yeah. digital technology. So look and say, wow, the Jetsons had it all figured out, right? What they were doing back then is what we're, we are implementing in our healthcare organizations today. So five to 10 years, it's gonna be very interesting. Um, one, I do think we are going to, um, we're going to see less reliance on people. Some of the, some of the traditional roles that we have a lot of people in, I do think that um, technology and AI and, you know, what have you there, there, it's going to um, be able to do some of the jobs that we have people in place for today. Mm -hmm. You know, you can re even reimagine when you think of, you know, physician clinics of the future and what have you, you know, walking in and being able to, you know, completely check in digitally, you know, be directed to your clinic by wayfinding, what have you. I think we're going to see definitely more of that in the future. Well, I don't know for sure, but it will be interesting though. We're also seeing a lot of disruptors mm -hmm. enter um, in the healthcare space right now. And so it will be interesting to see, you know, five to 10 years from now, where, how has that factored in or how has that impacted your traditional healthcare settings, right? Where will the Amazons be with healthcare, right? Uh, you know, how much farther is Walmart going in the healthcare space? You know, I saw Costco just launched, <laughs> went into the healthcare space, um, launching um, telehealth visits as well. So I think it's going to be interesting to see five to 10 years from now, um, how 
that impacts healthcare. And the last point I'll make is I do think that healthcare, it's going to have to become easier. What I mean by that is just in terms of from an availability standpoint, capacity, um, needing to be seen when I want to be seen. I do think that um, th these disruptors that are coming in, it's actually going to command uh, some of our traditional ways of thinking in healthcare to change. Mm -hmm. And um, we're going to have to offer more services on demand, better coordinated care, not waiting several months to see specialists, what have you. So I, I do anticipate, I would say, more ease in the future. Of yeah, that's a lot of really great insight. Um, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you this afternoon. Um, is there anything else that our listeners should know before we go? I think I have covered it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tisha, it has been an absolute pleasure. I enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you so much. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks, to help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way. Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.